Have your Bible go with me to, uh, let's go, let's start in Luke, no, no, Matthew, Matthew 10, verse 12, Matthew 10, verse 12, Um, I'm going to talk about, uh, tonight I'm going to talk about, uh, come on, pay attention, I'm going to talk about the blessing, I'm going to talk about the blessing tonight, Um, but as, as I get ready to do that. I just want to share the scripture with you, and it, it is in the uh, NLT version, which, you know, as I, as I went through them all, I, I think this one really captures uh, what Jesus is trying to say the best here, and it says, uh, when you enter a home, he's talking to his disciples, and he says, when you enter their home, uh, he says, give it your blessing. If it turns out to be worthy, then you can let your blessing Stand. You can let it stay there. If it's not, he said, take it back. Take it back. Where the church refuses to release the blessing, the enemy will certainly release the curse. So I'm going to talk about the blessing tonight, and rather than open with a description, you know, what it is, what what I've kind of come to know it as, uh, I'd rather show you some images, that what I feel, I feel these images really tell you what it is. So if you could, guys, just show me some of those images. That's a long time ago. I'm old. I'm so old. Mm. 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 So as, as I attempt to just kind of give you an explanation of what I believe the blessing is, uh, I, I, I want to say I, I, I'm pretty sure that it has to be spoken. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And I'm pretty sure, maybe not all the time, but I'd say most of the time, in order for the blessing to land, it, it, it must be released in the form of, of the Logos, the Word. The blessing is so powerful that it... It'll, it'll move you, it'll motivate you. I hate to say that word because it sounds so secular, but it will. The blessing will motivate you more than your pursuit of purpose. And the blessing will transform you. More than your ability to loose yourself from sin. The blessing is so powerful that most people need it but can't articulate what it is. 
The blessing is in possession of the church. Let me ask you a question. Based on what I just said and what you saw, how many can say they received the blessing in the last 24 hours, honestly? Last week? How about, the, how about a week? How about 30 days? Have you received the blessing in the last 30 days? How about the year? If I were to ask you, there's a song, it, it says, count your blessing. If I were to ask you to tally up, right? If I were to ask you to kind of count the times that you felt a transference of the blessing, could you give me a, a rough estimate of, like, could you describe a time recently where somebody who held authority from, from God put their, and, I, and it must be spoken, and I feel like it must, there's this thing where something happens when we touch there's something, there's something that happens when we say something and then when we touch. So I feel like, I don't know everything, but I'm just saying, I, I feel like that it must be spoken and you got to touch them. And the church is, is the one in possession of it. Because Jesus said this, with just that scripture there, Jesus said, now when you go into a, t into a city or a home, he said, take what you have. And when you get there, I want you to take what you have. And before you do anything else, he said, take the blessing and give it to them. He said, he said now, now once you give it to them, you just got to let time do what time do. You leave it there, Jesus said. When you get there, you have it. They need it. The suggestion here is that, and I want you to, what, what the inference in the scripture is that the blessing has the the potential to restore cities, bring hope, heal. The blessing is so powerful that when you as a believer in Jesus take it with you and leave it somewhere, it affects everybody around it. It, it doesn't just rest on, on Pastor Ashley. It rests on Noah and spills over. It rests on, on Neph and it spills over. It has a spilling effect. When you leave it somewhere, the blessing has the power to restore and, and lift like nothing else. And the church, the church is the, is in a, 
is the one in possession of it. I, I assume you're here tonight because you're the church. And I want you to know that, that, that because you're the church, that wherever you go, Jesus says, I want you, I want you to go there. And when you go there, I want you to, I, I want you to drop the blessing. I want you to, I want you to, when you come into a city, a home, you meet somebody, I just want you to drop the blessing off. Now, now it's important to know here that, that you're, you're not allowed to curse it till you bless it. You hear me? You're not allowed to call them Broken and, and, and no good and they're the generation. You can't, you're not allowed to say any of that. All you're allowed to do, Jesus said, is you gotta, you gotta drop the blessing off. So wherever you go, Jesus said, when you go to wherever you're going, just drop that blessing off. I don't, because if you, if you curse it or criticize it before you bless it, you'll create contempt that they don't even know they ha- or why they have it. You'll create contempt because you're correcting before you bless. So, so word to the churches, stop correcting stuff you ain't blessed yet. Stop. Stop trying to have authority in areas where you've, you've held back the blessing. Now, I, that, that's just enough, y'all. We could close the Bible and go home tonight. That is enough. I'm, I'm telling you, that is a word for the church right now. Keep your mouth closed if you, if you don't have the blessing to release. Shush. Dr. Cage says Sunday. Just hush if you ain't got no praise. Hush if you ain't got no blessing. If you're about to say something critical, if you're about to, if you're about to criticize leadership before you bless leadership, hush. So, so what, what's blessing? I'm just going to give you my definition. You could go look up the Greek and all that. If you want, but it's kind of like this, all right? It's, it's kind of like this. It's the tangible reality of God's grace on the believer's life. When the blessing is on you, there is a tangible reality that the blessing is on you. If if it's not on you, there's a tangible reality that it's not on you. Just like it's real that it's on you, it's real. You feel it when it's not. It's a, there is a tangible grace. Tangible means you can hold it. You can sense it. You can feel it. You know it in your knower. I have, I have the blessing. I, I don't, I don't know, but I think. I don't think one will do you. 
I, I just, I, I'm 50. My father never gave me the blessing. You, you want to know why the enemy comes after men? Because they represent the father. And if they, if they withdraw themselves and won't release the blessing, then the curse, the enemy will come in and he'll drop a curse. So, so it's tangible. The blessing is tangible. And I think it has to be given a lot. It has to be reinforced. How many know that the enemy does not stop telling you about your sin? Do you know that to be true? He, 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 he repeats your sins to you. And if the enemy repeats the sin and the curse, then the job of the, of the church must be to repeat, repeat repeatedly, repeat the blessing. Sorry. <laughs> I gave him the blessing too hard, you know. <laughs> I remember back in the day they tried to give you the blessing and they then you'd be up at the altar and they try to give you the blessing and they wouldn't quit pushing on you till you fell down. They wanted you to get the blessing that bad. And if you was if you was kind of rebellious and and didn't and just would not go down. You just kind of kept walking them back. You know, you just, I'm not going down. I'm not going down. I'm not going. You make them walk you into somebody. You know, I was an, I'm kind of nonconformist, so I'm like, no, man, it, it's not real. We're not going to do that. The blessing. It's real. It's real. It's tangible. So, so it's there's a tangible reality of God's grace. The 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 authority of the Father. So the blessing is the authority of the Father that allows heaven to move through the believer. You, you, does that resonate with you? So, so it's a tangible grace that rests on you. And if you have the blessing, there is this also this authority that you carry that heaven now is you funnel heaven through you. There's the blessing. And, and if you, like Jacob, remember Jacob. I find it interesting that, uh, uh, that we don't talk about the blessing as much as we do. So I'm hoping tonight that we'll create a culture of blessing. And, and we'll just keep on blessing one another in the presence of the Lord. But I find it interesting that, that this particular topic is, is like lightly touched upon from pulpits and when there's a, there's a guy in the Old Testament named Jacob whose whole life was about getting it. Like the entire life of Jacob was about, was about one thing, and that was the blessing. He would rob, steal, lie, cheat, all for the blessing. So the blessing is the authority. So you know the blessing when you see grace you see authority, and when you see the affirmation of the Father. When you, the affirmation of the Father. Jesus received the blessing of his Father. Adam and Eve received the blessing of God. Jesus received the blessing. We're not, we don't know that his earthly father 
did it, but we know that his heavenly father did when he, when he was baptized. There was a voice that came from heaven saying, and what did the voice say? This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. There was an affirmation of the father. So I think, I believe that, that it, you need the blessing. If you don't have the blessing, you, you must possess it. So, so, so if the church, now, now let's just run that through. So the church then is responsible for the blessing. How many, are you part of the church tonight? Yeah, you're responsible for the blessing. And, and so then, just think about that. If the church won't release the blessing to the world, then, then they're missing some things. The, there's grace missing, there's authority missing, and there's affirmation missing. The very things they need, they know they need in their souls, but can't figure out where to get it. And the church has it. So it's tangible. Now we've got to be careful we don't treat the blessing like a bowl of soup. So, if you have the blessing, make sure that you express value to the blessing. If you possess it, Then, like you honor it, you honor the blessing that's on your life. In Genesis 12, verse 1 to 3, and the Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation and I will I'll bless you. I'll make your name great and you shall be a you're going to be a blessing. And look at this. I will bless those who and I'm going to curse those who curse you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be you're going to be blessed. All the families of the earth shall be blessed. The church, all authority has been given to you and I, the church. In John 20, verse 23, it says this, If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. Look at this. Look at this authority. Look at this that God gives to the church. In Isaiah 22, verse 22 It says, the key of the house of David I'm going to lay on his shoulder and he shall open and no one will shut. He shall shut and no one will open. Matthew 16, verse 19, we we use this one a lot. It says, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be. So this authority that God has given to the church has attached to it. like It's more than just binding. You can't... Like what it is, is it's the blessing. 
And blessing will move you. Blessing. You know, we're in pursuit of like destiny and purpose. You know, there's books out there, right? Purpose-driven life and... Uh, and uh, you know, per, the per, you go to the purpose section in the Christian book session, you know, and there's so many books written on purpose. But I'm going to tell you that if you if you pursue the blessing rather than purpose and destiny, it'll move you in the direction of those two things. More than you pursuing purpose and destiny. Because God said to Abraham, he said, I need you to get out of here. I'm going to send you, but I'm not going to send you empty. I'm going to send you with the blessing. So when he sends you, he's like, well, where am I going? The blessing will carry you there. You just don't let go of the blessing, and the blessing will take you to the destiny that I have for you. The blessing will work out what you're supposed to be doing. You just pursue the blessing. And if there's anything I can say to you tonight, I would say stop worrying about what you're supposed to be doing, where you're supposed to be going, how, what the timetable of what it's supposed to look like, what you're doing. I would encourage you, stop thinking about all that and just focus on the blessing of God. God, I just need the blessing of God. I just want the blessing of God. I'll just, I'll just follow the blessing of God, and as I follow the blessing of God, the blessing of, of God will take me to the destiny that he has for me. And that's what God told Abraham. Abraham, I'm going to bless you, and that's going to be enough. And I want you to know tonight, if you get the blessing, it's going to be enough. It's going to be enough, but, but you're going to have to get reminded again of the blessing. It, one time is not going to be enough, because the enemy is relentless. It's haunting, you know. It's haunting. I, I, I hear the words of Esau when Jacob stole his blessing. You remember that story? Jacob, his, his brother comes in and steals his blessing with chicory. And he goes to his father and he, and he says, Father, um, he stole it. Don't you have another one for me? Don't you have another one? And, and, and you know, like, he just... He he didn't know that Jesus is unlimited. He's rich. So he said, no, I already gave it away. But I want you to know that that Jesus has more than enough. He has the blessing for you. So it's, it's, it's tangible, and it'll move you. You know the blessing won't let you be lazy? The blessing won't let you stand still. I... Destiny and purpose will frustrate you because you'll feel like you're never there. But the blessing will satisfy you every time. The blessing will satisfy you every time. The blessing will, will fulfill you. It'll, it'll, it'll enrich you. It'll, it'll bless you. The blessing. So I want to encourage you to stop pursuing the destiny and start pursuing the blessing. Because the blessing will take you to your destiny and purpose. And then the blessing... The blessing will transform you. It will, it will transform you. Jacob, 
In Genesis 32, 24 to 28, it says, Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. That man was Jesus. That man, the, the angel of the Lord, there was Jesus. And Jacob had a wrestling match with Jesus. Over what? The blessing. See, Jacob knew, I, I have to have the blessing. I, I can't make it without the blessing. So, he, so he, he gets to this place where he's all alone and, he, and he's forsaken and, and Jesus shows up. And that's, you know, Jesus shows up in those places. And then Jesus, you start wrestling with Jesus because you want to do it your way. And you start wrestling with Jesus. And, and Jacob, he, he's, he wrestles pretty good. He wrestles with Jesus. He said, now he saw that he did not prevail against him. He touched the socket. Jesus said, he, Jacob was winning. Jacob was wrestling with Jesus, and Jesus said, the dude was winning for a minute. And he said, I had, I had, to, I had to hurt him. I had to hurt this dude to make this dude let go, and he still wouldn't let go. He held on to him, and he said, he touched the socket of his hip. And he was out of joint, and he wrestled with him, and he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I'm not going to let you go unless you bless me. I'm not letting you go until you bless me. And he said, what's your name, Jacob? He said, Jacob. He said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men, and you have prevailed. The first thing here you need to know is that the blessing will transform you. You see, we're always trying to get rid of our carnal man. If we can just stop doing that, if we could just stop if we could just stop drinking, stop smoking, if we could just stop looking, if we could just stop cussing, if we could just, if we could just, if I could just stop, then God would bless me. But Jacob here, Jacob here is like in, he's a theology mess. He, he comes in and he's like, I'm a deceiver, but I know that the blessing is more, is more valuable than, than even holiness. I'm a, so, he, so he wrestles with God, and, and God changes him. In the middle of it, God touches him in such a way that he leaves him changed forever. And I want to encourage you tonight to, to stop trying to get rid of your sin and start chasing the blessing. If you'll start chasing the blessing of God, Rather than trying to get rid of the thing in your life, God will come in and he will, he'll jack you up, man. He'll wrestle with you and you will not win. You'll think you're winning. You're like, I, I, I got Jesus in a chokehold. He can't get out. And Jesus will touch you in a place that hurts you so bad. But if you want the blessing, the, he said the blessing, just, you just can't let go. And I want to encourage somebody tonight to tell you, don't let go. Don't let go. I know, I know it hurts. I know, I know you're struggling. I know, I, I know you're at the end of it. But I want to encourage you tonight, just don't let 
go of the blessing. If you'll just hold on to Jesus, just keep wrestling with Jesus, and Jesus will eventually remove that. He'll remove the taste of it from your mind. He'll remove the idea from your thoughts. He will come into your heart, and he, if you'll just not let go and say, God, I desire the blessing you have for me more than I do these things, but my nature, my carnal nature wants these things, Jesus will wrestle with you, and he will, he will, he will hurt you. He will leave you marked. And then, not only does he do that, the blessing will transform you, but the blessing will give you your identity. The blessing, if you'll, if you'll get after the blessing, it'll, it'll tell you who you really are. It, it won't let you be somebody you're really not. God changed his name to who he really was. And if you'll just wrestle and contend for the blessing, God will reveal who he made you to be. You say, I can't see that right now. All I can see is, is the temptation. All I can see is the failure. All I can see is the mistake. If you'll just chase the blessing, he'll restore you. The blessing is the cure for carnality. So as, as I close, Galatians 3.14 says, And the blessing of Abraham will come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. If you give your life to Christ, he said, I will take the blessing of Abraham and I will, I will make it come upon you. I will, I will have it rest on you. You will feel the grace, you will feel the authority, and you will feel the affirmation. So, so I just want to say that as a church, I want to encourage us as a church to seek impartations of the blessing. And I had this message planned before Sunday happened. And then Sunday happened, and there was just like this this visual. And so I, I, I really think it's time that instead of being the sin police or like being so critical of one another, that we create a culture. We create this culture where I come in and you come in and we all come in looking for one thing. The blessing. Now the blessing, you know, Jesus, Jesus is the blessing, his presence. Wherever you find his presence, you'll find the blessing. We see that. We see that in, in Abraham. Before Jesus was even there, chronologically, he pursued the blessing. And Jesus showed up and said, I got the blessing if you want it. So I want to encourage us to seek impartations. I was having a conversation with somebody old enough and, and deep enough in ministry the other day I, that, that when they saw what happened on Sunday, they said to me, said these words, my father never did that for me. And, and their father was a pastor. 
And he said, man, that was so powerful what happened. That the blessing was, was laid on so many people. And, and, and that's what I want you to see. You know, like, it's real. I want you to know it's real. That's why I, I, I put this out. Because I want you to know, see, it's real. Hold it. That's the blessing. No, I really do. I want you to feel this. Like, I want you to feel like that right there. I want you to feel it. The blessing. You, you possess the blessing. You possess the blessing. And because you possess it, you have a responsibility and a privilege to give it. You, you're not allowed. Jesus, Jesus told them, you have it. Now, wherever you go, you've got to give it. You don't get. See, we don't get to choose who gets it and who doesn't get it. He said, the wheat and the tear, they're going to grow together. And you let them grow together because you don't know the difference. You don't know when the blessing is going to become so active in somebody's life that they turn on from me. So you don't get, you don't get to judge. You just get to release. He said, but they, you, I mean, look at them. Look at them, Jesus. Look at what they're doing. Look at how they dress. Look at the hair, man. The hair's blue. They don't know which restroom to use, Jesus. They dress like women and the men. Trust me, I'm with you, man. He said, Troy, that's none of your business. That is none of your business. You, you got the blessing. Yeah, yeah, God, I, I know your grace rests on me. I know you're, I know you love me. My most powerful times with Jesus is not when he says, like, like, my most powerful time with Jesus is when he says, I'm proud of you. I'm telling you, there are times when he says that over and over and over again, and I can't breathe. I can't breathe because the blessing is on those words. You don't get to choose. I just want you to know, you don't get to choose. Blessing. You got it. You got the blessing. gets me out of jail. Favor like, forget favor. Give me grace. Grace, grace makes it, you know how I describe grace? Grace makes it easy. Grace, Grace makes you smooth. Grace makes you so slippery that the devil can't hold you, man. He, he tries to grab you and he can't grab you. Why? Because it's grace. I got grace on me, man. You can't hold me. I got grace on me. I need grace. I say that to tell you, like, I need you to bless me. 
I saw what happened. You know, I've, I've been in rooms with some of the most powerful names in, in Christendom. And I watched an altar call with these, with these anointed, seasoned veterans of God. And they gave the altar call. And let me tell you what happened. Every person in the room ran to the altar for the blessing. And I was so moved. I said, oh, we're good, God. We're good. We're good. I ran to the, I ran the altar. I need grace, God. I need the blessing. Somebody touch my head and give me the blessing, man. Just bless me. Just bless me. Somebody bless me. That's what, that's what this world is calling. That's what they're crying out for right now. It's just somebody, somebody bless me. Somebody tell me. Somebody tell me there's something more in there. I feel it. I ache. I, 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 I can sense it, but I don't know where to get it. And I'm telling you tonight, church, you have it. You have it. It's real. You have it. You have it. You have it, man. You got it. You got it. You have it. Your children need it. Your friends need it, man. Your friends, they need the blessing. They don't need corrected. Come on. I'm tired of coming to church. I'm tired of, of, of experiencing like atmospheres where there's nothing but a bunch of just prideful like correctors in the room like judges of the atmosphere I'm so sick of it I just as soon as I get in that room and I feel I'm like bye I bye son bye I don't want nothing to do with this but you know what rooms I love to be in man I love to be in rooms when the elders got the oil and they're laying hands on people and they're calling the things that aren't as if they are. And I want you to know tonight the generation is waiting for you. There are people in this room tonight that are waiting for you to put your hands on them and call what is not as if it is because you have the power and the authority to do it. And it's, and it's, it's got nothing to do with age. down for a minute. If we're going to create a culture that seeks impartations, you got to feel safe. You got to feel safe. You got to feel safe. I can't, I can't come in and feel unsafe, feel guarded. If I'm after the blessing, if I'm after it, see, you're not going to want it if you don't trust me. You're going to feel guarded. You're going to say, no, I already know that your prayer is going to be full of judgment. You ever have that happen? People pray for you. And while they pray for you, they 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 they. They pray criticize. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I bless her. But God fix her now. God fix her. Those are the worst. Don't just give
get your hands off of me, man. I don't need you to fix me. We don't fix people, church. We're not the fixer of people. That's the Holy Spirit. I don't care how many stripes you got on you, man. You cannot fix me. Everybody look. Everybody look at the person next to you. I cannot fix you. I cannot fix you. He fixes. He is the fixer. What do I do? I, all I got to do is this, man. All I got to do is say, son, here's the blessing. Be blessed. In Jesus' name. All, all, I, all my job is, I pray this prayer a lot. I, I say this. If you ever got a, a card from me for your birthday, how many have gotten a card? For, if you didn't get one, that's because you got to sign up online. You got to. I'm serious. If you don't sign up, I'm not. I can't bless you. But I say this, and you might have heard this, and you might not. You might have thought that's a weird thing to say, Troy. But every time it's somebody's birthday, I tell them this in covenant. In covenant, I say, I love you. I love you, and I bless you. Now, I don't know if they catch it, but I'm very intentional about releasing it. Because I want a congregation that operates from the blessing and not, and not fear and not obligation and not condemnation. I want a congregation, I want a family of God that operates from the blessing, from the position of that's oriented from, I have the blessing, I've been blessed. If you don't get the blessing ever, I want to give it to you at least once a year. But I want to create a culture that's so safe on Sundays and Wednesdays and wherever we gather in life groups, wherever we're at, that we don't miss an opportunity. I tell it to our elders and our pastors all the time. Go find somebody and bless them. Take take your hands and put it on our music team. Take your hands and put it on our staff. I asked the elders to come out to a retreat just recently. I said, I don't want you to do nothing but bless them. I just want you to walk into the room and start declaring the things that aren't as if they are. I just want you to release the blessing. So we got to make, we got to create an atmosphere. We must become a church that when you walk through those doors, somebody is going to put their hand on you. Whether you want it there or not, somebody's going to walk up to you and say, hey, how you doing? Bless you. They're going to bless you. And it don't have to be much, you know what I'm saying? It just has to come from your spirit. You just got to say, hey, how you doing? I bless you, man. I bless you. I bless your socks. I bless your underwear. I bless everything about you. You got to bless them. But we got to... It's so important that we create an environment where we're safe. You don't have to pretend. You don't have to be nobody. You're not. And even if you, this is what I'm after, guys. This, This is what, I believe this is the heart of the Lord. And even when you blow it, 
I'm not throwing you in the garbage. Even when you fail, even if we, even if we fall out for a day, I'm not walking away. You walking away? I ain't walking away. Dom, I'm not walking away. I'm not walking away. I'm staying. I, I don't, we can be upset with each other. We can, we can do whatever, but I'm not walking away. I want you to know I love you through it all, man. Through it all. Through the good days, the bad days. I'm not walking away. The, the world needs a church like that. The world needs a church that will stop talking about people and start blessing people. Stop criticizing people. Stop trying to correct people. You ain't blessed yet. Correction has its place. I'm not saying correction doesn't belong in the church. But you must earn the right to correct me. And your, your right to correct me, your blessing must be in greater proportion than your correction. Your, your bank account of blessing, you know, who can, you know who can correct me, man? The people that put their hands on me and bless me. And until you do that, you can go ahead and keep that. You keep your correction to yourself. Because you haven't earned the right to bless me. You got to bless me before you correct me. You got to feel safe. Here's, here's how you know. You want to know how you know if you're safe or not? Have a W. Win a little bit. Win. Start winning. If you turn around when you're winning and the people around you ain't clapping for you, If I got to walk into a room and I got to adjust, I got to pretend to be somebody I'm not, to fit in, I'm not safe. So let's covenant to bless each other, especially apostolic. When apostolic authority is present, I want you to run the church. It's always present. This is why you being here, where's the camera? Give me this one. This is why you being here Because the church possesses the blessing. The church releases the blessing. You get here, chances are you're going to bump into the blessing. You need the blessing. You can't live without it. So when apostolic authority is present, I'm running to it. I'm asking for it. There's no, there's no shame in my game. If, if I see you carrying authority, 
Man, go ahead, put it right there. Give me some of that. Why is that? Why can't we do that? We all want that. I wish I could call my dad. I wish I could tell my father, Dad, Dad, I wish I, I wish I could go back and say, Dad, before I walk out the house today, could you bless me? Could you put your hand on my head and bless me? Now we got churches full of anointed fathers. Holding back the blessing. You don't believe me? Look at the story of Elijah and Elijah. God commanded Elijah to go bless Elijah. What did Elijah do? He made that dude wait and wait and wait and wait until God sent a a, a chariot of fire, swept him up, took him all the way to the balcony of heaven. And right there at the last minute, God said, Elijah said, okay, fine. There's the blessing. You can have it. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm begging. I'm begging the church. Let it go. Get to church. Because people come here thirsty for the blessing. And I'm, I'm like, where, where? somebody bless somebody. So, number three. So, seek impartations. Provide safe environments. And here's one that it has to be public you know what I mean that's why the congregation matters because because something powerful happens you know something powerful happens in the presence of the congregation when an elder puts his hand on you and publicly releases the blessing into the atmosphere. Say it again. Say it again. Bless you, Pastor Troy. There's something happens. There's a congregational witness that says, I was there when Elder Hardy put his hands on Pastor Troy and released the blessing. I was there. I saw it. I heard the word. I, I, I'm, I now have a responsibility to make sure that that word comes to pass. So, what I did tonight is is I had printed out on this little sheet of paper to take home with you because because I want you to be blessing conscious you see I want you to be blessing conscious so I want you to take that home and and I want you to put it on your mirror. 
and know that that God said his grace his authority and his affirmation is upon you his grace his authority his affirmation is yours and so when you wake up in the morning you say I walk I'm slippery to the devil I walk with grace I have authority it doesn't matter how, how much the enemy lies to me I have the blessing I have it and I want you to have it because I want you to realize that it's tangible and it's real it's not just some imaginary feeling that's inside you, but it's real. And God put his hands on you, and God says, oh, my grace is sufficient for you. You, you have so much authority. All power has been given to you. I don't care what the fight looks like, Elder Marty. I want you to know you're a winner and not a loser. And I want you to know that the Father of Heaven is proud, that He affirms you, that He is, He says of you, look at my son. I'm so, so proud of him. Oh. Now you go home and you walk around and you say, man, I have the blessing. So I'm going to ask you, if you want the blessing, maybe, maybe you got it, but you need it again. I just want to remind you again, and if nobody's given you the blessing, I want to give you the blessing. stand on your feet and you say I want the blessing just come to the altar I'm just going to give you this and I'm just going to put my hands on you I hope I got enough blessings yeah it's so it's real the blessing is real when you have it it won't let you stay the same You'll go from glory to glory to glory. It's real. And it'll change you. It'll transform you. It'll deal with whatever it is you're struggling with. So I just give you the blessing. That's the blessing.